Hello, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Desire's Book Club Podcast. I'm your host and producer, Desire. We're officially starting Chapter 1 of The Undervalued Self by Dr. Elaine Aaron, and I just want to preface this by stating that we'll be discussing sensitive topics such as depression, anxiety, and trauma. So Dr. Aaron starts off the book by explaining that everyone has their own undervalued self within them, and even with all the work done to improve self-esteem, it was still present in all of her patients, and that's why she started studying the undervalued self as a psychotherapist. Not only is she a psychotherapist, but she's also a social psychologist who specializes in the study of linking and love. Dr. Aaron found out that her patients still struggled with an undervalued self as they ranked themselves low in terms of how they view their self-worth. Through her research, she learned that the undervalued self is an innate aspect of our own behavior, and if we are able to learn how to control the innate fears linked to survival, such as our fear of spiders, snakes, heights, then we can control how much we tend to undervalue ourselves. The undervalued self primarily stems from the defeats that we go through in life and our trauma as well, and unfortunately can lead to self-sabotage and hurt us even more. With this book, we'll be discussing lots of exercises, so I'll recommend either having your notes app or a physical notebook in order to do the exercises, and I'll make sure to include them in the podcast because I believe they're useful. The author describes the books as baking a cake, where each chapter is an ingredient that we combine over time. The first few chapters are about describing the innate tendencies, the things we do to try and protect ourselves from the undervalued self, and diving into the reasonings on why we undervalue ourselves. The later chapters discuss human kindness and the skills we need to overcome the undervalued self. Lastly, the last chapter is applying what we learned into our lives, and the one thing I want to make clear is that it's not going to be easy, because in order to overcome the undervalued self, we have to def- confront the defenses against trauma and overcome the things that hold us back in fear. With healing the undervalued self, we'll be able to improve the relationships and connections we have with ourselves and with others as well. Every day, we constantly compare ourselves to others, striving for respect, influence, whether we realize it or not. This is what Dr. Aaron describes as the ranking. In quotes, the innate tendency to see and improve your position in a social hierarchy. Yet at the same time, we strive to feel connected, secured, and loved and we link and form connections with others through relationships. And I'm not just talking about romantic relationships, I'm talking about all types of relationships, like platonic friendships, relationships with family members, relationships with those in our communities, and our peers as well. This is what Dr. Aaron defines as linking. Both ranking and linking work hand in hand, especially when helping those we love and care about, and also correlates with power and love, respectively. Linking is how we build love in our lives, and ranking determines how much power we have. And the more time we spend ranking ourselves, lower and lower, the more we tend to feel powerless and lose our sense of self-control. Which brings us to the first exercise of the book, where we are making two lists. On the left-hand side, write down the names of the people in your life who make you feel good when you're with them. And on the right-hand side, Write down the names of people in your life who make you feel bad about yourself when you're with them. You might have some people that may be listed on both sides. So the people on your left side are the linking relationships and connections. Those are the people who make you feel good about yourselves and others, and those are the ones who improve our self-worth. The people on your right-hand side are the ranking relationships and connections. These are the ones who make us feel bad about ourselves and feel like we must constantly compete with them. They make us feel judged, less happy make us feel worse about our self-worth. Dr. Ernst states that we must have more people on our linking side rather than our ranking side in order to reduce our undervalued self. 
we can't just go through life seeing it as competitions and comparisons. And one of the things that I wanted to point out that wasn't discussed in the book is that some people can be on both sides of the list. And oftentimes I see this with siblings a lot. Where people constantly compare siblings to each other and instead of them having that linking relationship, it turns to a ranking one and it does much more harm than good. We can't compare ourselves to others and we have to stop comparing ourselves and stop comparing those we love because they're all on their own life journey and we will never experience some of the things that some people go through and vice versa. And they will never experience some of the things that we go through, which is often what we forget to remember. Yet, we cannot have one without the other, and we use ranking and linking on an everyday basis as we build connections to gain influence and power in social settings. And in friendships and professional settings, we are constantly working to maintain balance in the ranking, whether we realize it or not, by working hard to keep things fair and equal. We can use our power and influence to help others we are connected to, but people can also use that power for abusive and selfish purposes, unfortunately and some form alliances to gain more power and increase their social status, you know, networking. Oftentimes, ranking comes up through our links with others. For instance, you might receive good news from someone, and although you're happy for them, you can't help but to compare yourself and start ranking yourself lower in your mind. And then it turns into a battle between you and your undervalued self. And it has nothing to do with the other person. It's all an internal battle that we need to control by building more self-worth and stop comparing. When we feel defeated with these comparisons, we have an innate tendency to respond to our defeat with our self-conscious emotions, the ones that make us feel less confident and feel like we must give up as it makes us more self-aware of the undervalued self. These self-conscious emotions are shame, depression, guilt, anxiety, shyness, and surprisingly pride. Pride is one of the positive self-conscious emotions and can help us feel confident and proud of ourselves when we have a high rank. Yet, it can ultimately lead to our downfall because it is one of the main things that's contributing to our self-worth. We can fall into a deep depression the moment we feel something or overstep. It can even lead us to having less empathy and compassion for others if we are too proud of ourselves and put ourselves above others to the extreme. Guilt arises when we know we did something wrong and we could undo for it, make up for it, or ask for forgiveness. When we feel guilty, we undervalue ourselves and the emotion motivates us to make up for our wrongdoings and doesn't last long as it's based on our actions. With anxiety, it occurs when we fear defeat, especially in social situations. And out of that anxiety, shyness is manifested and we begin to fear being judged by others and being observed overall which makes us feel self-conscious all the time. I know I always describe myself as a super shy person, and the older I get, the more I realize that it is due to my social anxiety, and I fear doing so many things in life because I feared how others were going to judge me and how they might perceive me, but that's definitely something that's improved over time. In terms of depression, it is a response to our defeat, and we avoid doing things as we are scared of being defeated, and we feel horrible about our defeats. Yet the more we are depressed, the more we damage our health and relationships we have in life. And chronic depression in people usually stems from their childhood, where they are supposed to feel a secure link with an adult in their childhood, yet the adult doesn't do that. This then leads to more feelings of worthlessness and hopelessness in the child, especially when they grow up. With shame, it is the most potent and painful out of the self-conscious emotions because our brain interprets it as physical pain. When we feel shame, when we feel embarrassed, we sense that we are out of sync with social expectations and we work quickly to change our behavior. And shame even leads to lack of confidence 
anxiety, and performance. There is so much more valuable information in Chapter 1, so the next episode will be a Part 2, continuing the rest of Chapter 1. Thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the podcast. See you next Thursday. Bye.